All right, let's get at it, right? right. Podcast 165 (laughs) is brought to you by Rick's Fix, LLC, who came in and had to fix our studio. Thank you, Rick. Y'all done 165 of these joints? Who's that voice? (laughs) That sounded smooth. Oh, was I supposed to wait till introduction? Yeah, Yeah, introduce me then. Go ahead. Let me see what you got to say. What's your middle name? Steven. Terrence Steven with a V Uh Lee here with us on Two Skinny Ties alongside Jonathan. Joe Nathan Rudder. (laughs) <laughs> That's your middle name, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Nathan Sorry. Rudder. Did not realize we were doing middle names. Jonathan Robert. Rob, I should have gone by Rob, Rob That's Rudder. That's a great sports Michael. name. Rob Rudder. Rob Rudder. Rob Rudder. That sports. is. Damn. Switch it up now. Yeah, now's the time. Do it now. It's not like I'm doing sports now. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bloop, 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 um, and I'm Trenton Hayes. McGill, middle name Hayes. And that's a country Nobody star. I was, yeah. Dude, Leon. Leon Bibb used to always say that. Like on yeah. the commercial breaks, he'd be like, next up, Trenton Hayes and I'd the, buy your the album. Pickers or whatever. <laughs> you I'd know, buy like your that. album. But maybe a single. Leon, maybe not the whole album. Leon had a, very, a way that he could make you feel like the coolest person in the room. Right? Like I would walk always. in. Every time I'd walk in, he'd always say, brother, brother, how we doing? Oh, man. <laughs> always. Like, I'm not cool enough for you to call me this. <laughs> when I came back to Cleveland, he wrote me a letter. Oh really? From the Channel Three like stationery, whatever. So, like, but it was it was awesome. It was a cool thing. Welcome back, Miss Senior. You know all that good stuff. Yeah. Leon, what a man. Uncle Leon, what a class man. class act. Uncle Leon. Too. Speaking of leaving, this guy. <laughs> what? This guy. <laughs> what kind of segue was that? Leaving, zero, zero. <laughs> Worst segue ever. Um, was trash. So well, buzz. also trash. Speaking of trash, T Lee <laughs> is leaving us in. This is Wednesday. We're recording this uh, Wednesday, February fifth. February fifth. And the seventh is your last day. Yeah. At W E W S. That still doesn't sound right. Real. Right. How long have you been here? Seven years. Seven years. I remember when you came here. I remember when you when you're you, when you who what? was first? You were. I was oh, he was, yeah. I yeah. was here, yeah. Um, we we kind of grew up together here. We did. You know, on that weekend show, that weekend, Saturday Saturday mm-hmm. mornings, man, alive were we terrible. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was always classy. Uh, classy, but terrible. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we've, we've gone through a lot of, a lot of, yeah. a, a lot of growing here. Yep. Um, I left and then came back. You're leaving now. When are you coming back? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Sky's the limit. Never say never. So where are you going? Chicago, Fox thirty-two in Chicago. Oh, we can make it official. We oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this was, yeah, is yeah. that breaking news right here on on no. Two Skinny Ties? Uh-uh. No, because it's gonna be released two days later. So right. it's on. <laughs> this will be out next couple it's weeks. Fox it's, on an, it's on an embargo until Friday. Right. So Fox thirty-two. Uh huh. What are you doing there? Anchor reporter. Now that's all I can say about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Anchor reporter. Yeah. Like slash. Are you like gonna get? I was gonna say, are you gonna get to go out and do stuff then? Because I know that a lot of mm-hmm. uh, you do a lot of like the in studio. Yep. Uh, or not in studio, but like in house production on like. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest uh, sticking points, I guess, if you will, with me taking this this spot was that I do miss getting going out, out being live. And this opportunity will give me a chance to do both. Man, there's so much going on in Chicago. So much. All the time. So much. Mm, that's cool. So well, That's going to be a lot of fun. You have so yeah. much fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm super excited, but I'm also prioritizing my emotions right now. Like, that excitement will come maybe after Friday. Like, it's here, but I want to live in the moment of my last days here. Yeah. So. Well, you and know, you've had such such a uh, a rich history here. Seven years. You've 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 seen a lot. Yeah, 
I mean, seven years. Seven <laughs> well, years. I mean, most people do like what a two-year contract, two-year and contract. then that's it, and yep. then you're and you're kind of done. Though either maybe if you uh, people that have been at a station a long time have done two contracts, mm-hmm. so that's four years. So that's I mean, and when you think of seven years of Cleveland, Cleveland has changed so much. Oh yeah, so much, so much. I remember when I came for my interview back in 2012. Yeah, because they hired me in 2013. What did they? What did? What was that interview on for? Euclid, really quickly, like Bayer. Oh, the interview was for traffic. <laughs> really? Yeah. You didn't know that? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I Needless did. Needless to say, he knocked it out of the park. <laughs> it was trash. That's why he it got the job trash, for trash. <laughs> Couldn't have been any worse. That was my first time on the green like green wall, the chroma wall. Did you see me on Monday? That was my first time, too. <laughs> that was me the entire interview. Like, you already got the job. I was trying to get well, the job. That's, I stopped. That's feel like I stopped still mid-audition, not, uh, and I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, Oh, left hand. Can we start right over? <laughs> can, we, can we start over? Oh, it was. Trash. We gotta find that clip. It's uncomfortable. No, I like it. I don't know. It's not. It's. I don't know if it's something I'll ever be comfortable with. Isn't it? Like, is it like the mirror effect? Like it, it's not one hundred percent mirrored. It's uh-huh. it's like a mirrored but flipped. Uh uh-uh. I guess so. Uh-uh. Like your right arm moves right, but not. No, but not like what you're seeing. I guess I don't know how to describe yeah, nope. it. And ours is delayed by like a split second. See, no. So it's everything's like a little bit behind. You go to another <laughs> station and try the green wall. Uh-huh. You could be fantastic at it, or right. or it could be even worse. Like it's every wall is different. You just have to learn the wall. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I, I haven't good. learned. I haven't learned this wall at all. <laughs> Our wall is pretty percent at all. You'll get it. Uh, let's talk more about Cleveland. Let's go back to Cleveland. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Seven oh, years ago, so you said the storefronts were were empty. We're bare. Yeah. Uh, and the flats were still, yeah. you know, there was bad things said about the flats. I mean, look at it now. Like, just, it is the place to be. I feel, like when, I feel like when I got here in 2015 was, like, when it hit. Uh-huh. And when and, and I guess Cleveland in particular, too, was one that kind of hit its stride. And, like, downtown really started to be this vibrant place where people want, wanted to be downtown oh, yeah. and live downtown uh-huh. and do stuff downtown. Um, because I can remember going to Indians games when I was in college. So, like, 2009 to 2012 and like there wasn't i don't remember much to do downtown besides go to the ball game and and peace out so i mean what from your perspective coming in here and seeing i mean you were because you lived downtown the whole time correct uh no i lived in mayfield heights at first and then i moved downtown but to see that development what was that like how how fast did it happen very fast Uh, and just like coffee shops galore and they're all thriving and living in their space and you know what I mean? Owning their space. Right. But no, just seeing the, even now, just seeing like families moving downtown and kids in my apartment building. Uh, it's, it's that's dope. Cool. It's really dope. That's cool. It that's is. cool. Kids. Really dope. So with that, that, like you said, 2015 ish. So mm-hmm. three or three years before, four years before that, I guess seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> math. Anyway, um, I remember what what one thing that I think sparked that whole that whole turnaround. I'm mm-hmm. um, speaking of the things that you've seen happen in Cleveland over seven years. LeBron coming back. Oh yeah, that was like a, it. It lit a fire. Crazy. That was just a nuts day, you know. So you were you were the here. day that letter came out. What was that in Sports Illustrated? Uh, Sports right? Illustrated, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just chills. And then you were, you, were you at work that day? Or? I was covering that story that oh, day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was covering that story that day. I remember having uh, a talkback interview with uh, the Miami station. One, some station in Miami, I don't know. I think it was ABC. But we were just ripping each other. And I'm like, oh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting him. He's coming back. I was like, he's coming back. They were like, oh, no, he just 
travels back and forth on his plane because he was doing a lot of traveling around yeah, that time. That and was I was like, like were... I was like, he just came back to Miami to get his shorts and stuff <laughs> and his coat, but he is coming back to Cleveland. Boom, that day, that letter. Told mm. you. Man. Told you. And don't even get me started on the championship. That was I re- right? I remember Ugh. I remember the championship vividly because I did not sleep for about seventy two straight hours. Right. And I remember you and I did um we were doing live shots with mm-hmm. Leon during the noon because you yep. were on the ground, I was in the air. Yeah, um, the I just, coolest day yeah. ever. When they got back, uh, they were spraying the plane with water yeah. when it pulled in. It was oh, so sweet seeing them carry the trophy. It was just like a party that day. Yeah, it felt like Christmas morning, and if I, you will. And everybody in Cleveland, my dad said it, and I feel like um, it, I feel like everybody in Cleveland felt this way. Um, Because my dad came up for the parade, and we were trying to get him downtown, and he was like, nothing. And I was kind of stressed because I knew that Mm -hmm. we had to do all this stuff for the parade. And he was like, nothing's going to ruin this day. He's like, if I don't get downtown in time, nothing's going to ruin this day. And I feel like that's how, like, stuff was going wrong in live shots. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure sure it was hectic down there. Oh, it was hot that day, too. Right, You remember? Yeah. And Um, I still wore my cab suit. Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the cab <laughs> suit. What are you going to do with the cab the suit? It's already, you... I already gave it to a little cousin of mine. Okay. a big Cavs fan. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. Good use. Actually, I, I think I, I have the tie. For it. I still have the tie. <laughs> so now I got to <laughs> divvy up to who you gets that <laughs> between the two of you. Give it to your little cousin. Well, I, have that, I have the Cavs tie with Cavs written all over it. And then I have, you know, that like burgundy tie with the yellow polka dots. Ah. Oh, yeah. So one of you will get... Like we all do now. Right, right. Right. Ties. right. The same week, sometimes the same day. Mm. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> the same day. Changing this after the first commercial break. <laughs> cool. I wanted a pink one anyway. Cool, cool, cool. I'll take yours. Um, sorry, I had to take it. Man, this tea is fantastic. Uh-huh. Zest tea. tea. Zest. Zest tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds like a nickname for me, it actually. <laughs> So T uh, gave me for um, what was is uh, you're real into like smells and stuff. That sounded weird. That was you're into, very bad way you're into you're into like aroma stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. It, like it, oils, essential stuff. oils, essential oils. Yeah. Uh, and you drink tea and like mm-hmm. like in in the the coolest way possible. I can say this: tea always smells good. In the in the in, in the coolest I can't way, tell you. I, I, yeah, I've always asked him like, "What fragrance is that? What are you wearing today?" And right. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> I never remember. <laughs> so for Christmas, T got me a, a diffuser, mm-hmm. um, and God, it's great. It's great. <laughs> my wife got us one like years ago, and I was like, "That that's that's terrible. Like that just it hurts my nose. That makes my eyes water. <laughs> I don't like it." So T gives us one, and it's been burning like every day. Uh-huh. I, always, I always call it burning, burning oils. What are we, what <laughs> are we burning <laughs> today? Burning incense. <laughs> what are we burning today? She's like, oh, T. Uh, anyway, so what thank scent you for did that. you guys get? What? Uh, I forget now. What did I get you? Rosemary. Uh, I think it's uh, yes, rosemary. Yeah. rosemary. I could go on and on about oils, but I don't think. Well, you're... And you know, like the um, like the physiological effect that like a particular mm-hmm. oil or scent would get. Cause I remember like, I, I remember one day I was feeling like you gave me peppermint. Cause you were like, here, this will like wake you up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you needed engaged. some focus. Yeah. John uh, was constipated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, there's an oil for that too. <laughs> Just saying. Um, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> Cause yeah, I diffuse like during the show. Sometimes right, I'll right. bring in a awesome. oil diffuser. Yeah. I smell like lavender. Just or, let like, it go. Like, or orange. need to relax. Mm-hmm. Pooping everywhere. Just <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so tea's been bringing in this tea. There's like different kind of like flavored tea because I'm trying to get away from coffee into mm-hmm. tea. And this tea, I mean, it's 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 good. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's minty. 
Minty. Minty. Minty zesty tea. Anyway, um, what else do you like to do? Other than other than then eat and drink tea and oil diffusers. Yeah. Music and movies. Big. You're big Top into two. movies. Big into movies. Big. And Go ahead. I was, I'll ask this question. Go ahead. What? What? Uh, are you uh, Marvel or um, Marvel? Oh, DC is I trash. Even, I don't even say it. Like, DC <laughs> is trash. Go ahead and slide into my DMs with hate <laughs> messages now. I don't care. DC is trash. Go We're still on the we're still on the, we're still TV. On the movie thing. Yeah. What, what do you and what do you think about the whole like next generation of Marvel stuff? I'm excited. I think uh, it's even the diversity in this next phase of Marvel is going to be big, and what everyone's talking about. Um, more African-American superheroes, Asian superheroes, Middle Eastern superheroes, trans superheroes. I think like Black it's Panther due time. sparked that. Oh, yeah. Because it was so successful. Like now, oh, yeah. like it's just breaking. like, let's get it. Like it's, it's, let's go for it. Why right did that take so long for that to like be the, the, I, the barrier breaker? I, I don't guess, know. For lack of a better term. Like I don't know. I remember watching the, uh, one of the features, uh, featurettes on the DVD uh, when Black Panther's DVD came out, and they talked about why it took so long, but it was kind of the same reasoning as why it took so long to get the Black Panther character in the comics, period. The thought process was, well, who's going to want to read that? Who's right. going to want to watch that? But It's sad, but that was still the thought process in the 2000s, right. too. And I don't understand why that's a thought process, either, because it's like... It just doesn't. That doesn't resonate with me. Like, right. We we do we do a lot of that. I don't know if we can talk about about this on podcast or not. But we do a lot of that in <laughs> the newsrooms, right? We do a lot of that about that in newsrooms. Is is finding that diversity and finding the uh-huh. the inclusion to all of that and uh, covering everything. Yeah. Um. And and you you kind of need to be told about that stuff to notice that stuff. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, everybody just gets stuck in this little bubble and like everything's okay, but um, it's not always. Yeah. And then sometimes, too, because we, we talk about this all the time, you feel as though, and I can speak to this personally, being the only black person on our show for the longest time, um, you kind of feel like you have to speak up when you see something that's not quite right. Someone's portrayed a certain way in a story or uh, omitting someone in the show or, like, uh, Sunday, we well, Monday morning, we, like – in our show, completely ignored the fact that Yolanda Adams sung at the Super Bowl. And I was like, uh, hello? And the answer I got was, well, people don't know who she is. A four-time Grammy Award. What do you mean people don't know who she is? No, there's a good portion of your audience who knows who she is. Right. So you kind of tell them who she is. Yeah, exactly. You tell them. But you kind of feel when you're the only one that you always have to speak up. But then that's always a tough position to be in. It's not easy to do. It's not. You got to be brave or strong mentally or, yeah. or fake the strength, you know, right. just to get it out and, you know, you know, hope. How do you do it? I mean, because you I, being the uh, for, for years. Yeah. How do you how do I mean, have you always been I able guess to just speak the up? That or? You, well, psh, yeah, <laughs> I've always been direct since I was a kid. Like my parents will tell you that right off the bat. But I think in the professional setting. I just I guess I got to the point where I, I have to say something, because if I don't nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Right. And and it's helped here, too, because sometimes when you point out stuff that may be racially biased, you can tell the person you're telling it to may not be so receptive. 
But here, like whenever I bring it up, you can see it's usually the person a, is interested and invested right. in like what a light I'm saying. Bulb. Like, and oh, like, I didn't even oh, think about wow, it that way. Yeah, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me about that. And the behavior changes or the, you know, the action, there's action behind right. it. Right. Afterwards. What's the, what is it called? Uh, an unconscious, unconscious, unconscious bias? Unconscious bias, yeah. Yeah. And we all have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really all have it. So I guess um, moving forward from mm-hmm. there, will you continue to do that? Or, I mean, you're going to always continue <laughs> oh, to speak yeah. up. Are you going Absolutely. to, you're going to Chicago. Will you, I mean. Absolutely. I mean, it probably uh, will take some time to figure out how to do it there. and Yeah, new place. You just yeah, come in and you're just like, yeah. This needs to do right. this, this, this. But I've always been adaptable. Okay. So my stance is going to be the same. Presentation might have to change a little bit. You know, you're the new guy. You can't just come in. Yeah, that makes sense. Pop, pop, pop. But I off. know that that was something that was. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I'm saying? laughs> I know that that was something that you were excited about, though, mm-hmm. with this new role, that you were going to yeah. have that flexibility and that freedom to do that. To speak up even more so. And on air and have the time and the chance to speak up. Do you know your new co-anchors? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things we're not supposed to talk about. Know, you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you the, know was, your coworkers? Well, <laughs> that was the audio cue there. Mm-hmm. How are your coworkers, and are you excited mm-hmm. to work with them? One of my coworkers actually used to work in Cleveland not too long ago. Tia, Ewing. oh, Tia, yeah. um, phenomenal reporter, phenomenal nice. journalist, just all around good, good person. Um, so yeah, I, I know the people. And that's what I'm excited about, too, like getting to know new people and letting them get to know me. Because it takes a minute. I'll be honest. I'm like, uh, I'm like a quiet taste. I, I posted something the other day that was like, uh, the door is always open, but it's a little heavy. <laughs> you got you to do a little extra push. <laughs> but that sums me up. My, yeah. door is, my door is heavy. I feel like but it's always you, open. And I've noticed that more about myself, too. Like, as you get older, mm-hmm. I think you just kind of get that way. Like, you're not oh, yeah. quite as... Um, I don't know if outgoing is the right way, right way to describe it. White way to describe it. Jesus. That's my <laughs> little wisp there. Um, Definitely not. Um, I, we but, can edit that out. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the right way. Right. Yeah. The older Take you it. get. Help. Yeah. Somebody talk, please. And honestly, that's been, that's been part of my journey here, too. Um, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, Woos, News Channel 5, or News 5. Yeah, there you go. I get the name right. Has helped me like grow. Because uh, when I got here, I was 26. Had no idea what the heck I was doing. Um, but the the older I've gotten here and the environment in and of itself has just helped me grow tremendously. Um, I know people always say when you turn 30, there's a light bulb that goes off. And I was always like, mm, okay, y'all talking that bull. But no, really, there's like a light switch that goes off when you turn 30. You just there's a lot you of, care, but you stop yeah, caring. There's a lot of build up to 30. Cause I, I mean, it just, just happened for me. Mm-hmm. So like over the last year, it was like looming, looming, looming. And then like once it finally happened, I was like, all right, well. Here it is. Here's here's the next day. And Here we go. Sa- yeah, same thing as the day before. Yep. So it's my, like, wow. My, mine was less of a light switch, more of like a metabolism switch that just shut <laughs> down. This is true. <laughs> The knees, oh, the back, right? Oh, the neck, that? the Why back. Why does that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we were talking a lot about growth and a lot about mm-hmm. um, getting better. Um, Cleveland has 
uh, back to Cleveland um, has grown so much. What are some things you're going to miss? Uh, the people here, number one, right off the bat. I mean, you get um, recognized a lot. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a big name. I mean, this isn't this isn't oh, just a you're big. not you would never agree to it or accept no, it. No, I'm but, not. But no, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, no. I mean, seven years. I will say, what's cool is when kids know who you are. That to me is cool. We like, to, I mean, it's great when we other people to do read. too. But when kids do, it's like whoa. And they call me T. Lee too. I'm like yeah. wow, wow. Like I feel cool again. Is that surprising too? Because I would probably think that kids these days don't watch a whole lot of news exactly they largely get their news on the phone right if at all we walked into a school to read for uh like reading day national reading day a couple weeks ago and katie t and i walked in and all the kids were like it's t lee <laughs> like oh, it, was, it was the coolest thing in the world to hear all these kids just like instant recognition mm-hmm. uh, rec- recognition so being the, you say the people you're gonna miss the people i mean you you've got a, there's a lot of people that are you know, gonna be upset when you're not on on Monday, Monday. morning. I know, and then mm. more, I know, and then more are gonna be mad on Tuesday, yeah. right? And Wednesday, will happen yeah. and we're gonna get those messages like two weeks in. Like, he's you, on a real long. Vacation. You can post all you want on Facebook. Like I've posted a message on Facebook about an incredible life changing seven years I've had here. Posted something on Twitter. Uh, I think there's an article on the Plain Dealers website or something like that. But there's still people who don't read any of that stuff so yeah when they do turn the tv on monday it's going to be someone else sitting in my chair and they're not going to say i'm in for terrence lee they're 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 there (laughs) they're in that spot Hmm. uh yeah it hasn't set in yet honestly it has not set in i've seen so many people come and go even in my seven years here um so it's funny because i'm even like texting some of them being like uh, what did you? How was your last week? How? What did you experience? What should I know? What should I do? I'm, I'm glad. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, but no, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that too because I was literally thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, broadcast news can be kind of somewhat of a revolving mm-hmm. door, and oh, people, yeah. people do leave quite frequently. Mm-hmm. So when you get to a place, and when I got to got here, you know, people left. You know, within the first couple of months that right. I. Uh, got here and it w- really wasn't like the emotional attachment to them wasn't there mm-hmm. and it was sad to see them leave now that I've been here a few years and more people that I associate with like yourself mm-hmm. and you know other producers that we've had that have left like that hurt it hurts it starts to hurt more when people leave the longer that you've been at a place yeah what, what has, has been your experience too throughout the last seven years uh yeah and it's been my experience the past couple of weeks since it's been announced that I'm leaving, like you people, I would never expect to get emotional in front of me, or like just being open. It's a, it's a lot to take in. It is more proof that you're a big deal. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Boy, many, I, don't, I don't know how many other people have, uh, whenever they left, uh-huh. had articles in the Plain Dealer and on all these different little. You know, well, these some news, people had articles, places. but it was because it was bad. Right. <laughs> well, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's that's not normal to. It is normal to have oh, somebody so new in Cleveland, mm-hmm. this and that stuff when you're coming to town because they want to get the word out. But like, not not very often do you get like exit stories. Yeah. So that's that that, that speaks because to your this, accomplishments here, man. This this is home. This was home. Um, you know, of course, I'm from Maryland, but the minute I got here in 2013, it was nothing but open arms. And the longer I've been here, the more I'm like, yeah, this is it. 
I mean, I, I just started looking for homes again. I started a while back, but I just started again in October. This was it. Like, this was end game. whether it was, you know, lack of self-esteem or whatever, but Chicago or anywhere else, I never envisioned that. Like, my plan all along was if I can get a job back home, then I'll go back home. That's when I'll leave. That's it's wild. God's plan. I was though. gonna say that's wild. Like speaking of God's plan and making making plans and stuff. October. What is that? Three months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. three, yeah, three months ago. That's how quickly things happen right. in this business. Mm. I was gonna ask you, like, without you know getting into too many details, right. like how do how does something like this come together? Like, <sighs> and are you able to describe it? I I honestly I can't put it into words. It's just like the the pieces just crumble in the right spot together. Does that make sense? Like the, the puzzle pieces just come together. Yeah. Um, you can't force something like this. You can't. And, and we didn't. Right. Um, it just has to happen. And it happened in like a week and a half span. Like the most excruciating week and a half of my life. I can honestly say that uh, at the age of 33 now, the toughest decision I've ever had to make. It's so cliche, but it's so true. Um, my mind was racked that entire week. Like, I know probably now if you guys look back, I was probably like pretty distant the past couple, those weeks. Cause I was just like, it was all I could think about. Yes. It was like, am I making the right choice? Right. Should I not do this? Am I ready for it? Right. Am I good enough for it? Like. It's so many right. thoughts. Because it's easy to fire off job applications, but when push comes to shove mm-hmm. and you're actually like talking to somebody, yeah. like you're like, oh, is this really for me? Like, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool hearing you doubt yourself. Like, oh, yeah, like, constantly. Is, is, am I good enough? Because it's like everybody, it's everybody else, does everybody 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 does themselves it. and to hear like you think that, that's awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> Not I awesome, mean, but it's like it's it's it's, it's so it, it's just it's just puts it in perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like I get the same it's reaction motivating. too when people find out that I'm an introvert. Like, what? But you're on the news, okay? And right. that's the change the fact that I'm an introvert. Right. Yeah. Why are you on the news? Why do you, I mean, if you're if 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 you're so introverted, you pick a job or a career mm-hmm. where millions of people are looking at you every day. What's the drive for that? I mean, I remember I did a fifth grade history project. Um, Everyone else just wrote a paper. I think one kid did like a freestyle rap. It was trash. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mitchell. I had to say that. Uh, <laughs> well, first, first off, his name is Mitchell. Come on. Right. Uh, but no, for my project, I did a newscast. So I think it started then. And then it just, the love of news and like legit, I would be watching network news when my cousins were outside playing football. Like, I was that kid. I was the one who wanted to tell you about something first before anybody else got a chance to tell you first. Um, And then high school, my English teacher, I remember she was like, your writing is incredible. And a lot of people forget that's the basis of our industry. Yeah. Like, I don't care how great your voice is. I don't care how, quote, unquote, attractive you are. If you can't write, you don't have no business doing (laughs) You have no business doing journalism. So she said that, and then our journalism teacher uh, at high school was like, you should seriously think about doing it. Boom. That's when it happened. So in high school, you you thought about doing it for a career. What do you, you, I mean, 
you just like start applying to like colleges or uh, I mean, what's the next step after that? I got an application from Temple University, which is known for its journalism program. Like some of the greatest people who do what we do uh, went to Temple, like yeah. Tamron Hall. Yeah. Um, got several great friends that went there. Yeah. They sent me an application that was halfway filled out already. Like all I had to do was sign it. So I'm like, hello, no brainer. And the application fee was waived too. My, my, I swear to you now, my whole life, I have been immensely blessed to the point that things that, I don't want to say they fall into my lap, but they just work out in a way that I know there's a path that I need to follow. It, and I was just one step on the path. It just, everything aligned. Yeah, and don't fight it. Hey, you yeah, know, you can't fight it. If it's, if it's that, if it's, it's coming at you. Yeah. Take it. Yep. How many markets have you been in? now is this chicago will be the third market how so it started in salisbury that okay. was i think in the 160s 150s and then to cleveland, cleveland. and then now to chicago and chicago so he's talking market size yeah. there's there's every tv station is in a market around a city and it's all scaled by population by the amount of people in that population mm -hmm. there's 212 i think 200 and something and cleveland is 19 now we dropped from 18 to 19 uh, Salisbury's 160 something, 150 something. Yeah. Um, Chicago is number three. Isn't that right? Number three. You're going to yeah. number. That's the third. That's uh, <laughs> like legit. I mean, I know the podcast people can't see my face, but I'm like shaking my head right now. Like I, I can. I'm gonna look. Still up, can't believe it. I'm gonna look. At, where's my Where's my phone here? I'm gonna look at how many people are gonna be watching you. On I'll the, do on that. The, That's gonna population? freak me out no, even no, more. No, 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 no. You're good. Talk about something. Talk about yourself. Well, even more. That, but so that's what I was going to ask. But the basis of my question that I was getting at is what, what, what has that been like to come from, you know, Salisbury to Cleveland to now go to Chicago? Um, you know, you've changed jobs a couple of times. Mm -hmm. This is something that always interests me because um, it's something that gives me anxiety. Like when I think about, you know, the possibility of moving jobs, like my, my dad was a school teacher for 35 years. Right. My mom's been a nurse at the same hospital for, th you know, 30 plus years. Yeah. Like, my parents never moved jobs, so I don't know how that, how that works. Like, how has that experience been for you? Um, I get, uh, Salisbury, that job, I was there for five years or six years. Um, and then now here, seven years. I mean, we were saying earlier, like a lot of people will do a two-year right, contract, right. three-year contract, then they move on. Right. I've never been that person. Um, I've always been in the mindset of, I'm here for a reason. When it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. If I need to stay, I need to stay. Um, so I've never rushed anything, if you will. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been it's been jarring. Like I, I'm a kid from a small town. Like if you would have ever told five year old T Lee, playing the piano, doing tap <laughs> dancing classes and jazz classes, that at the age of 33. He will be in Chicago, like one of the youngest people doing what he's going to be doing. I, you lie. When's that going to set in? Has it set in? It's. I don't think it ever will set in, and I think that's that's the plus. Um, that's the plus. And my family would never let anything <laughs> go to my head whatsoever. We've talked about that before. Oh us. yeah. Oh yeah. My brother and sister will humble me quick, quick. Where are they at? Uh, brothers and sisters are both in Maryland. Yeah. So what, flights from Chicago to Maryland, like $30? Direct flight. 
$30. <laughs> I can imagine there's probably a hundred a day that go like back and forth between there and like DC, yeah. right? I uh-huh. mean, come on. Yeah. I bet there's people who live in Chicago that commute to DC daily to work and stuff like that yeah. back and forth. So that's, that's cool. I know like physically it's probably farther from home. Mm-hmm. Is that easier? Realistically is it easier to get? Uh, no, it was pretty easy to get back and forth from Maryland to Cleveland okay. too. Um, so it'll be about the same. I know they're excited. Um, yeah, they can't help but be excited. Cleveland. It's crazy. It just has, yeah, it doesn't seem real. Like, honestly, it feels like like Friday, like I'll be going on vacation for like a week or a week and a half because, you know, we don't get vacation at all. Uh, <laughs> Especially in February. But then I'm just going to come back like the next week or so. So that's that's when it's going to hit, I think. Yeah. You going to grow your beard when you're off? I don't know. Oh, that, a, that was a fan favorite. It I was. Don't know. That was a fan favorite. Uh, 1.3 million households in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, like, times that by, like, what, two and a half for, like, average is, what, like, three million, something like that, people. Okay, great math. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. You've been scrolling over there for a while. Right. <laughs> 3.2 million households. So, you got about nine, ten million eyeballs. Oof. Well, times that by two, 20 million eyeballs <laughs> each way. Oof. That's a lot of people. Ooh. You'll be all right, man. Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'll be all right. I'll oh, be that's, all right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Before my first weather cast here, Mark mm-hmm. Johnson handed me the clicker and said, "Are you ready?" And I was like, "Yes, sir, absolutely." He goes, "You've got three point five million or three point five million people getting ready to watch you." And I was like, "Really?" Mm-mm. And in my ear, they're like, "You're up in 10. Now, I was like. <laughs> oh, coming from again like a Salisbury, or a Salisbury, oh. like a like a midland. That's like Texas. an eight mile yeah. moment. Yeah, oh, man, you only got one shot. Yeah, right. Wow, it's funny how you remember that though. Yeah, that was wild. Did you ever have any moment like that when you came to Cleveland? Yes, um, I I can't remember the specifics, but I know Leon was attached to it somehow. It was either a noon live shot or like a noon shot that I did in the the studio but I just remember him looking over at me and I guess he could see the nerves and stuff and he just said hey Hollywood Lee you got this (laughs) and like right then and there just like it clicked when you have like the backing from somebody like that Mm -hmm. it just makes you like think Mm -hmm. it just makes you so much more comfortable oh yeah and then also when you see a person like that make mistakes, it also makes you feel, at least personally, it mm-hmm. makes you feel more comfortable because you're like, all right, well, if Leon messed up a word, like oh, it's yeah. not that big of a deal if I mess oh, yeah. up, just keep going. I think we all remember. Well, yeah. <laughs> I up. Mm. Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was coming sitting, up, actually. Just look it up. sitting next Google. to him when he, when he did that. Really? I about <laughs> lost it. I, I, I couldn't take it. About lost it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm a 12 year old in the brain anyway. So as soon as he <laughs> said it, I was just like, Ooh. and just to watch him, because you could see his thought process. He just said, you know what? I said it. Let's move on. Put his hand up. All right. Settle yep. down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> settle down. Man. Yeah. There's so many teachable moments like that here. Because um, I will say, there's been people here who have had my back since day one. Uh, Liam's one of them. Danita's another. Uh, just there when you needed them. And advice, not like unsolicited advice. Like they knew when to open that door. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be the the second hardest uh, part about leaving. Well, in today's day and age, they're always a phone call away. This I, is I true. still have Leon's cell phone so number. So true. You know. So come on. So true. How many Emmys do you have now? <laughs> 
I'm going to sound like such an a-hole because I'm trying to like count them. At least they have two hands. Uh, not worth, one, right? not two, well, I have, not three, not four. I have four on my counter right now. My mom has one in her china closet. <laughs> and my sister has one somewhere in her house. So six. And that's not including, we, we got the Emmy nomination, what, like a month after you started working mm-hmm. Saturday mornings? Yeah. Like, so we, we that, that was, you know, hugely successful with that one. So not counting the nominations, which is hard to get on its own, but you've got six Emmy Emmys. Mm-hmm. That's great. That, That's mm. great. At 30, how old are you? 33, 32, 33. 31. Uh-huh. I'll be 24 in July. <laughs> That's right. I'm older. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Remind you of that daily. One month. Never, never let you live that down. <laughs> oh, man. That's so cool, though. You're on up. To, so we're in the, the, the Great Lakes region for Emmys. All mm-hmm. these Emmys are uh, secluded. Ex, ex, just boundaries around the different little areas or whatever. Um, Chicago is probably one of its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's you might no. be in like you might be in like the national work? the national know. zone. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I win those Emmys too. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. I'm excited. I'm so excited about it. Like it's uh, coming back. It was it was a huge draw to get to work with you again. Mm-hmm. Like just cause, like how much you raise everybody's. A professional level um comfort level um so it it sucks that you're leaving but it's <laughs> but it's awesome that you're leaving because yeah. you're gonna get to do that to i know you, you talk about how young you are and how young you are in a, in a big market like that you're gonna do that to those people you're gonna you're gonna raise them up also so that's i'm, I'm pumped about that i am too i was and i think i, I you know it sent we exchanged text messages about a week mm-hmm. ago. Like, oh yeah, because um, I felt so bad because well, everyone um, else I had one on ones with, and I wanted to have one with you too. Uh, but then the email came the, out, and boom, the dynamic of what was going on that day. Like, I wasn't in the building. Yeah. Like, um, and I know like that wasn't you know that was obviously not how you intended it to go down, and I didn't take anything from right. it. But like, I'm heartbroken for myself because like I always have relied on you for a lot of things, and um, but I'm excited for you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a, a wave of emotions. Um, I think I told you like. I'm not. I'm not talking to you right now. He did. It was very stern. It was the sternest I've ever seen him. Oh. I was like, oh but no. But it was just like, because uh, I mean, it's a. You have worked with somebody every day mm-hmm. for the last mm-hmm. almost five years now for me, um, and you know everybody has good days and bad days. Yep. And f- for us, I mean, by and large, on this morning show, you can kind of tell when like somebody's n- not having a good day. Yeah. It's like they, don't, the they don't have it. They don't have the you know. It's tough to have the energy every single day. Mm-hmm. And we've always relied on each other to kind of like pick each other up. And you've always had a knack for just like saying the right thing at the right time when, when like you need it. Like if you're, you know, whether I'm stressed out about, you know, writing something or editing mm-hmm. something or like, you know, getting back and forth from the helicopter, you've just always had a knack for saying something that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, and I've always appreciated that. That's one thing that I've really Thanks, always bro. appreciated with with working with you. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's something my parents always instilled in my brother and sister and I is when you ask someone, how are you? Mean it. Right. I can't even tell you how many times that has been said to me in my life. How are you doing? And you know, you can tell behind that person's intention. Right. They just want to hear you say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. And you're really not fine or good, right. but they're satisfied with that answer. My parents always made it a point to say, when you ask that question, Mean it. Yeah. Already have five minutes allotted in your time schedule to actually hear what that person has to say if they want to open up. Right. Yeah. To you. But yeah, I I know. I'll be like, yeah, right. hey John, you yeah. good? 
I mean, no, you're not. Putting on, putting <laughs> on like right, putting yeah, on, you lied. Putting on makeup in the morning, like uh-huh. just coming in and without music. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Music. You in in your in your your uh, your uh, preference of music, which mm-hmm. which you listen to, is is all like, over the place. Right, right. Right. It's not one thing. Someday you'll be walking in and it'll be Celine Dion. Celine Dion. <laughs> next, <laughs> next day is Tupac. <laughs> right. Right. And Destiny's Child. Like right. it's just it's all over the place. Yeah. Is that has that always been forever? I mean, is that? Yeah, that's always been forever too. Because um, if I, I always feel like uh, if you stick to one genre of music, you're missing out on learning about other people's experiences, or just widening your your wealth of knowledge. Like country music, my goodness, is so deep. <laughs> like really, it's really deep. Uh, R&B music is the same. Like I know a lot of people think R&B music. Oh, it's only about sex, and no, that's some deep stuff in music. And if you limit yourself to a genre, sorry, that sucks for you. Right. I've never thought of it as a perspective like that, but I've always just wanted to try something different, mm-hmm. and, and which is also gives you opens you up to, to a different oh, yeah. number of things. I mean, I got like Backstreet Boys, to Zach Brown Band to. <laughs> the Eminem on my playlist right now. Literally, look through it. And he knows the, the choreography to some Backstreet Boy songs on too. The Pandora, uh-huh. Re- really good at it too. He is oddly good at it. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Missed his calling, I think. We got Boy right. band member. We got Wiz Khalifa just popped up. Mm-hmm. Tupac, Three Doors Down, Seventies and Eighties Radio. Three on Doors Down. Okay. Throw so, that in there. Right? What? <laughs> A little bit of everything. Oh man. Oh uh, well, you are. Let's see here. Let's see here. How do I put this? Hopefully the next person who sits in your chair can deliver uh, everything you do, you know, because, you know, nobody's going to be able to replace that. Um, but hopefully I'm sure we'll have have some way to to. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's like a weird it's a weird thing. Like because, you know, you, I, you can't replace anything. Right. But there's there's different directions that are scary sometimes yeah. that you just unknown i guess you know i i've been saying to people here think of it this way um think of it as like a, a soup recipe you've been making for years but all of a sudden the company that made the seasoning you've been using stops making that seasoning you got to add something else or find something else it could bring a whole new element to the show as a whole an- new flavor. As an anchor Never of a know. show like this that you've been on for been a part of for so long, um, I'm trying to figure out how to like ask this question. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you've you've you obviously care very deeply about this show. Like, I was gonna just, I guess I'll just ask you like, can you describe like the responsibility that you have felt to like make sure that this show is something that you want to like the direction that you go yeah. to? Like, and how how have you tried to execute that? Like, I mean, not to. To simplify, but it is, it's kind of simple. It's people of Northeast Ohio deserve uh, an accurate newscast that doesn't give you any BS. It tells you what you need to know without talking so much about yourself. Well, and you also have a very uh, unique way of being able to do that casually, too. Because we're, I mean, you're one of the people that I think of when I think of like, right, how, say how you, like, say how you talk, mm-hmm. like, right, how you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a very you have a knack for doing that. Yeah, that's that's something I've tried to get across in my seven years here too. Is that people people uh, obtain information and retain information a little bit better if we speak to them just like we're talking to each other right now. Like there's no need for the formality and 
the cliches that we always hear. If it's a story about kids, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to hear, oh, a parent's worst nightmare. You don't know yeah, if that's that yeah. parent's worst nightmare. Stop saying that. Or they're up in arms. What? First of all, Let's what see. does that even mean? <laughs> Second of all, if they, they're mad, just say they're mad. People are big mad right now. And I've said that every once in a while. Like, just take the formality out sometimes. That's an art, there's an art to that because there's this, there's this, this something – some aura around being in front of a camera makes people not want to be themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, I mean, it's, it's to let that guard down, yeah. you know, to be themselves um, for you, I feel like has never been a problem. And you well, bring that out. You, right. In the beginning, it in was, the, for sure. sure. You, you've definitely like honed in on that skill or yeah. that, 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 that confidence or whatever it is. And you bring that out in people. Yeah. You, help, you help people relax in front of the camera. Um, yeah, at the beginning it was. I just remember getting those emails every once in a while. And you should never, just like we say, never read the comments. You should, sometimes you should not read emails. But, you um, do. but a lot of them would be like, uh, stop the hip hop speak. Stop trying to be cool. Uh, speak proper English. Uh, like, who, what? Why do you, I don't understand the, the um, like the thought process and the time going into that. To send, like, mm -hmm. to send something like that, right? Um, because you always have the uh, you always have the opportunity to like if you don't like it, just change the channel, mm -hmm. like problem solved. Well, and the amount of un, un, like closed mindedness, right? Right. On if it's not my way, it's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like that's a, that's a big a big hurdle to get over for everybody is to is to to open open up thoughts uh the super bowl the halftime show right. the super bowl i mean come on i yeah. mean there's so much it's so polarizing mm -hmm. like the views on that and it's just i mean it's 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 wild it's wild yeah that's why i do the weather there is no there is a, <laughs> it's either snowing or it's, it's not happening or it's not like yeah <laughs> i mean that's oh man yeah i can't imagine I, I don't i don't i don't i don't envy y'all's jobs at all like that's 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 uh to, and it, it just to just to cover things like that, right. you know. But it's it's he's got to do it, and you mm -hmm. got You got You have to be you know thick skinned and and, and confident, and, and man, yeah. that's cool. And know when to, you know, inject yourself into the story, and when you don't need to, and you shouldn't. Um, what do you mean by that? Sometimes in this the, this business, uh, and I'm trying to think. I, this is a horrible example, but you know, we'll do a story about gas prices. Gas prices up 20 cents. It's 2.42 a gallon. There's some anchors who immediately will go, "Oh, that's going to cost me $50 to fill up my car." Okay, Chuck, I don't care. <laughs> like what possessed you to even say that? Like it's not about you. It's about Mary. It's about Teresa. It's about Chuck the, the Chuck at home. Chuck. Like it's like this false thing that all of a sudden like saying something about yourself helps people relate to you. There's other ways to relate to people. You know, I mean, it's hard to explain, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And to an, to an, like an extent, I guess also. Yeah. I'm, I'm way away from the microphone. Sorry. This is going to take forever <laughs> like, to edit my body back, in back in here. Right. I've been trying to bump it back and forth. So. It's like, who do you think you are? Doing mic tricks like Luther Vandross? <laughs> <laughs> Vocal tricks. 
I'll stop singing. Um, anyway, it's so hard to stay serious with us three, um, or, yeah. or stay like on on topic and focused. I've had fourteen cups of coffee or tea this morning. Anyway, Lord, I and I had a coffee. So, oh man, <laughs> um, what were we talking? About? Oh, interjecting yourself. So yeah, what's I just a, did what's it right a, there. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it. <laughs> so as far as moving to Chicago to a bigger, a a huge major market, so many more people out there. Does that change your philosophy in um, when to interject yourself? Are you, I mean, the position is going to be similar. You're still going to need an anchor mm-hmm. reporter. So obviously they hired you for a reason. They want you as you. So when do you, how do you decide when to get in there? When to throw yourself into? I, and not even, I don't know the answer to that. It's just you feel it and you know. You feel it and you know. And yeah. then if I think, and if you, you think about it too much, then it becomes calculated and then you don't see, then you are not authentic because you're thinking about what you want to say to something. I think that's something I can humbly say in my time here. I have n- never pre-thought something like the reaction you see from me is but my true reaction. And I think that's why people like you so much. Like when you, you say some off the wall stuff that don't make <laughs> sense, that, those facial expressions I make, that's my reaction. I don't even try to hide them. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> well, I, usually don't even, I usually don't even catch when I'll say some, something uh-huh. just, just stupid. But you know you said something stupid when you look at me. Well, here, I see it out of the corner of my eye. I can like feel his expressions. I'm just like, oh, There's times man. when you'll say something uh-huh. and like I'll I'll feel Terrence start to turn in the anchor <laughs> desk, and it'll be the same time that I'm turning from the traffic desk. It will like catch. <laughs> like, like no. did he really? Turn, yep. All right. Is that and what he said? Turn back yeah. around. Mm. Man, the naturalness. Just, Not just, to pick the, on you or just. Uh, no, yeah, too, no, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. You guys can all, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> family show here. I've always said too, uh, like, I treat what I do. When you sit on the anchor desk, I treat it as, like, I'm talking to my mom and my dad, but then also a friend of theirs that I just met. So there's that familiarity, but then there's this also like, okay, I can't be too off the wall, can't go Eddie Murphy style or Samuel L. Jackson got to reel it in, but I'm still going to be myself, my best self. And my worst self, if that happens too. We all make mistakes. Have you ever been in those like a situation like that where you, where you, you like just lose the filter? I've been pretty good at catching the words, but I can't filter my face. Like, I cannot. <laughs> 33 years, I have not figured it out. And my face has gotten me in trouble a lot. Because if I don't say it with words, I'm guaranteed I'm saying it with my eyes or something. The eyebrow goes up. Yeah, I've so, seen yeah, it. That's, <laughs> yeah, the face has no filter. Okay. But words, I, you know, I, you know, you know. Yeah. Man. How does that process evolve over like starting in this business to like where you are now to like knowing, um, I don't know if describing is like when to pick and choose your battles, but like when to assert yourself and when to like let things play. I, I think that is it. It's because that's something my mom says to this day, every day, choose your battles. Like you ain't got to go in hard on everything. Sometimes you just need to sit back and look and listen. I mean, yeah, simple sometimes enough. it, re- simple it really, enough, but yeah, like it's- yeah, it really is. To me, it's that simple. Um, 
some things aren't aren't worth it, but then some things, yeah, like you said, oh no, I'm going in. Like I got time today. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say your mom shaped your uh, your your personality? Oh, like both your... parents for sure. Okay. Like my dad was a naval officer. My mom was a guidance counselor. So there's nothing but. I won't say strict because they were not strict by any means, but there was direction. Okay. That's a very good way of describing it, actually. Yeah. That is a very good way of describing it. Because we have similar, strict, our parents right, have yeah, similar my, backgrounds. Right, we yeah. talked about that at length. Um, my dad was a guidance counselor, so like similar, that's something that we've connected on, too. Mm-hmm. Is like... Um, they don't they, play. Yeah. <laughs> your like, dad being, I was going to say, your dad being a naval officer. Mm-hmm. How are those punishments? Like, did you ever get disciplined uh, <laughs> as a child growing yeah. up? I've seen the ceiling <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> That's great. I've That's seen great. the ceiling a couple times. Oh, man. <laughs> Military. Did you ever have any, um, you or your brothers, anybody follow in your dad's kind of footsteps and go military? Or? No. My brother thought about it, but he uh, didn't. But no, I. it was never a thought. If anything, I was going to follow my mom's path almost. Like, I wanted to be a teacher. If I wasn't doing this, I would be a teacher. A teacher or a preacher. Or both. <laughs> You'd be good at both. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but no, if I wasn't doing this, I would, probably, I would be a teacher, I think. What about a barber? Mm-mm. That's too much pressure. Yeah? That's too much pressure. Because you could r- ruin someone's day or really make their day. And that's too much of a... Because you can do that also, right? That's like another... Like you can... I mean, enough to touch myself up when I need to. <laughs> Well, keep it fresh. So, so does John, but it's not it's <laughs> not the approved method, though. It's, it's a pair of scissors across the bangs. <laughs> oh, it's eleven thirty. Oh, yeah, man. I forgot. I, did, I forgot. Say, I had a show. A, this is how this happens, though. We, we sit do down, we turn right the mics on. Fifty-three minutes later, here we oh, are. Oh, re- fifty-three yeah. minutes. You like? like I thought it was. No, like, I forgot I had a show to do. I thought we were in trouble for a second. Like I thought. We were oh, because I pointed like, at the clock. I, I, I yeah. thought your mom was calling oh, or something. Yeah. I was Sean, like, call, Sean calling like <laughs> bosses. All right, so yeah, it's eleven thirty-five right uh-huh. now. We've been going for yeah an hour. Um, These are and, the best kinds, right? Whoops. Anyway, hopefully <laughs> Whoops. you're still listening. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you. Thank yeah. you for finally sitting down. We've been trying for well, like four or five years. We've had this podcast. We've been trying to get <laughs> four or five years. We've been trying to get two sixty-five episodes. Lies, oh, lies, and more uh, lies on top of lies. <laughs> anyway, it's it's been a pleasure, man. Um, uh, I guess what three years, four years working with you, uh-huh. um, seven years here. You've had how long you've been here? Uh, this, I'm going on year five now. So on year uh, five, wow. yeah, five years with you. Cause, and I remember I started out as a producer, but I remember when I first came on the show, uh-huh. you and Jackie Fern, Jackie Fern Five, mm-hmm. uh, came up and talked to me and asked like, you know, you know, you ready? You, know, you need anything? anything yeah. um, and I just I appreciate that. Absolutely. That just like shows how I mean that's just how genuine you were, and I that's something I've always appreciated. Oh, yeah, you guys are family, away from home. Period. Cleveland's always going to have a spot in your heart, man. I guarantee you, Cleveland has this weird... I posted on Facebook, it has this... Cleveland has this weird ability to just just bring people home mm-hmm. like the, the, the people here everything about cleveland is just in northern ohio and i'm not just talking cleveland everything around the, about this the, the state just, just brings people in yeah so this won't be this won't be it's like honestly, a it's, like, it's almost like six degrees of cleveland too because even when i posted that i was moving to chicago on facebook our viewers are like oh my brother lives in chicago my sister's there and they're tagging these people in the post so cleveland, i'm like cleveland it's West. like wow like there's a lot of connections from Cleveland, yeah, and like, I love it. There's like 10 million people. I love it. And yeah, you guys Chicago aren't getting rid of me. <laughs> You're right. You're not getting rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Nice, good well, stuff. I'll be going back and forth on Twitter every morning. Uh-huh. Oh, and just wait till they get that Hyperloop thing. <laughs> is that what it's called? Or the, I think so. The you, little 30-minute transportation? You know, that, you're that, never gonna happen. Yeah. You know that is Stop. never going to Stop. happen. <laughs> anyway. Just get me off my soapbox before I get on. <laughs> Hyperloop. Gonna, you just triggered John. Anyway. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks everything, for man. Me. We're out of time um, before, before this gets sappy. Um, See you later. Good luck, buddy. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs)